0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of the Fans First Network. I'm Steve Gill and tr- your host at training camp starts finally, finally the much anticipated training camp. Uh, rookies report on Wednesday. Uh, the other players will be in the uh, in West Virginia on the 22nd. Um, then we'll start getting images of practices. I think they have four days uh, starting on Wednesday to uh, it's called acclamation. It's part of the CBA, but we'll be getting practice videos. So last week I had mentioned that i heard a few things here or there, uh, you know, that pertain to the Browns mostly with uh, it pertains to uh, Jim Schwartz, our new defensive coordinator. Uh, First of all, let me say of all the additions, Jim Schwartz is probably the most important. Um, We went from a secondary-based defense under Joe Woods, which analytics says beef up your secondary, and that's what Andrew Berry did. But um, Joe Woods overcomplicated things. He didn't use players in the right positions. Uh, John Johnson III comes to mind. Uh, now we're going to a defensive line heavy, pressure heavy defense. And before you say, oh, great, no more analytics. Oh, no, no, no. Jim Shorts is a big believer in analytics. So got that from Bill Belichick, who's also a big believer in analytics. So we're going to a they're going to from a secondary heavy with complicated zones, which not even smart, intelligent players could understand to more simplistic pressure, defense, defensive line, uh, man coverage. Uh, I heard uh, Jim Schwartz in an interview call it. We want to lead the league in badassery. I love that. I'm surprised somebody in Cleveland hasn't made a T-shirt out of that yet. Now's your chance. So, big addition, Jim Schwartz. Um, In the offseason, the Browns um, signed 14 veterans and had seven draft picks. So that's 21 new players. Um, Not all of them are going to make the team. The draft picks probably are unless they get injured, but uh, that's a lot of players on the defensive side. Who are the most important ones of those 21 players on the defensive side? You could say uh, Tomlinson, the big defensive tackle. I'm going to say Zedarius Smith. He can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, he can pressure um, three out of the last four years. He's had a great year. One year, he got injured early, but he played all 16 games, three out of the last four years. Uh, like I said, he can play inside. He can pressure the quarterback on the outside. He's big enough to do both. I just think, plus he's a veteran, I just think his presence on that defensive line will help the younger players like Elliott and togi if togi makes the team. And uh, also help Miles Garrett. Now, on offense, I'm going Elijah Moore. I have loved Elijah Moore since he was at Ole Miss. I think he's going to have a large impact on the uh, offense. I think you're going to see – I know you're going to see him lined up everywhere. Um, He might even be in the stand selling peanuts during halftime. Who knows? He is this versatile of a weapon. Um, I know – uh, Deshaun Watson likes to throw the ball a lot to running backs and tight ends, but and he and uh, Mari Cooper have been uh, working out more in the off season. But I just I think that I just think that this offense with Elijah Moore in it is going to be a hundred percent better. So I had mentioned earlier I had heard some stuff on defense. I I heard that Jim Schwartz and this is the only player I've got with a name. I heard way early before OTAs that Jim Schwartz likes Tony Fields, linebacker, special teams player, Uh, had a great game, first game back for Watson in Houston. Um, I've also heard there are players on the defense that he likes that the fans aren't too hot about. I like this idea. I I know Jim Schwartz knows talent, so he's going to make best use of what he's got, so... You know, some people will say my personal one that I am not a fan of, and I was when he came out of Ohio State. It was Tommy togi I thought he is just degre- he has gotten worse every year. I thought he should have been cut last year. Uh, but coming out of Ohio State, he was a great technician at defensive tackle. He may not be the biggest guy in the world, but he had great hands, quick hands, and he used his hands and and leverage. To get around offensive linemen, so I, you know, I don't know if uh, Schwartz is going to keep Togi. I got a feeling Elliott's going to make the team because he restructured his contract and he's getting some more guaranteed money this year. So, I I have a feeling he's going to make the team. So, speaking of fifty-three man roster. I've already written a couple articles for clevelandsportstalk.com. Um, I did one well, way too early, 53 man roster, and I did one after mini camps were over. So I thought, since uh, listening and uh, to Cleveland radio and uh, looking on the internet, I see a lot of people talking about 53 man roster going into training camp. All right, offense. I got 25 guys on offense, 25 guys on defense, and, of course, your three special teamers. Let's get those out of the way. It's going to be York. It's going to be Bacorquez, and it's going to be Charlie Hewitt as the long snapper, unless somebody gets hurt. So, offense, 25 players. They're going to have to keep three quarterbacks. In the past two years, they've only kept two and had one on the practice squad. But this year, they're going to have to keep three. Um, of course, Deshaun Watson, and of course Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs got a fully guaranteed two-year contract, so he's going to be your number two. Your number three is going to be the rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They will not be able to slip him through waivers uh, to put him on the practice squad. Maybe they will. I, you know, maybe they could. This year, the final, the one and final cut from ninety to fifty-three happens after the last preseason game. Used to they'd stagger it. This time every team's going to have to cut down from go down from 90 to 53 on the same day. It's going to be interesting. But he's never he's not going to slip through. And also on game day they have the new rule with the emergency quarterback, designated third what is it called? Designated game day emergency quarterback. He doesn't count against the 46-man roster on game day. It's an additional player that you can add. So they can keep him and then designate him the emergency quarterback. Running back. I've got three. The last two years, Andrew Berry has kept five. Two years ago, he had four running backs and a fullback. Last year, he had five running backs, and one was Demetric Felton, who was listed as a running back. Wide receiver. This year, I see him keeping three. Definitely, of course, Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford. Yeah, those are your one and two. Now Felton, Dimitri Felton. I'm not sure if they're going to keep him or not. Uh, um, if another, if a veteran that they really like comes available, I, I think they'll wait to see how he does uh, in preseason games. Um, maybe prior to the third one before Philly. If he's playing well, I I think they're going to keep. They might keep it, but if they can get their hands on a, a veteran, he might be cut. and They'll take a veteran. He could he could pass waivers and make it to the press practice squad. All right, tight end three: Nijoku, Atkins, Harrison Bryant. There's your three tight ends. Uh, they've always kept three tight ends except the first year. Uh, the first 53-man roster had four tight ends, and that was quickly changed after the first game. Um, offensive lineman: two centers, uh, of course, Posick. When he played, he was the top five center, and I'm going with Luke Whipple, the Ohio State draft pick. He um, he won't pass through waivers. If they are very high on him, um, Callahan's very high on him. I know Nick Harris needs a <laughs> a break, but I'm be, I'm going to be interested to see if Nick Harris plays any guard uh, during the preseason. Because uh, if that happens, they may keep Nick Harris as a guard. Speaking of guards, Teller, but Batonio, Dunn, and either Harris or Forbes. That's four. That's pretty straightforward tackles you're going uh, Wills Conklin Hudson and Dewan Jones Dewan Jones makes it over the two veterans they signed Gossett and Martin um because like I said he won't pass pass through waivers uh, somebody will grab him he was listed as a first round talent so well that's it. so he he's got to make the roster and let's see what Bill Callahan can do with him Um, so that's the offense, 25 players. Uh, let's take a quick break and come back and we'll, I'll give you my, uh, defense. Okay. Defense. This is where it gets a little tricky. How many defensive linemen do you keep? Well, in the past two years, they've kept nine. Both those years, they had Clowney who could play inside and outside. He wasn't, you know, he, he didn't come out of college as a big sack guy. He came out of college as a run-stopping defensive end. He could set the edge, and he proved that with his big highlight of, in the bowl game of hitting the Michigan running back and knocking his helmet off. But I'm going to go on these lines as well. I've seen some people as 10 because uh, you're going to get into some interesting numbers with some interesting players at, at defensive tackle. Um uh, Tomlinson, Elliott, Sikaika, the draft pick. And this is where I'm not sure if, if Perian Winfrey is going to make this team or not, all the off-season trouble he's had. You know, if Maurice Hurst, one of the veterans they signed, um, can stay healthy, he would make the team. Because he he's probably the second-best defensive tackle and third best defensive lineman on this roster. He is that good, that talented. Um, so that's four. And a defensive end, I have five players. Of course, Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, uh, Obo Okarankwo. Um, who else? Um, Alex Wright and um, Isaiah McGuire, the draft pick. So. I know Isaiah Thomas played fairly well last year, but that's pretty much set. you got Smith who can play defensive tackle, play defensive end. Linebackers, I have six linebackers. Uh, JOK, Anthony Walker, Taki Taki, Tony Fields, who I mentioned. Uh, Kuzanek and uh, Adams, both the special teamers, they signed Adams as uh, it looked like that was a, a Bubba Ventrone move. Those are my six. The only way this will change is if uh, Taki Taki's not ready at the beginning of the season and they have to put him on the pup list. That would open the door for Jacob Phillips or somebody else to make the team. Um, I got a feeling it I don't think Taki Taki's gonna be gonna be ready. I, I think they need to take their time with him when he came in after all the linebacker injuries they had. He played extremely well. Um, uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know, but if he's healthy, makes the team. I also have six corners. Um, of course, Ward, Newsom, Emerson, draft pick Mitchell. Um, A.J. Green and the special team are Ford, they signed. Um, that's pretty straightforward. I think that's a strong group. Um, and four safeties, Delpit, Thornhill, McLeod. And here's where it gets a little weird. Uh, DeAnthony Bell played well last year, but then you've got the two Ohio State kids who came in. They might be able to – Hickman may be able to, to dethrone – Anthony Bell is the fourth corner. Uh, It's going to be a great competition to see what happens. And like I said, special teamers are pretty much set. Um, 43, uh, I mean, 46 out of the 53 spots are pretty much set in stone barring injury. So that only leaves seven available positions and it's all backups. Um, that's, That's a good problem to have. So that's my early 53 man roster. Um, barring injury, those should be the guys that start. Like I said, uh, um, running back is still a, a toss up, the third string running back. Um, I think the defensive line is pretty well set, the offensive line, maybe at center. Uh, hopefully, nobody will get hurt. The guard position between Forbes and Harris. If Harris can play guard, he did, uh, I think, his first couple of years at Washington before he moved to center. Um, secondary set, pretty much um, on defense, linebacker. All depends on Taki, Taki and his health. So That's what I, I think, that's what I see as the uh, 53-man roster. So, Training camp finally starts. We finally get to see the videos. We finally get to see the players on the field. Um, I love the idea of going to West Virginia to get out of Berea. Uh, Paul Brown was one of the first football coaches in the NFL to take his team away from the city for for training camp. He preferred uh, colleges uh, because classrooms. Um, now uh, a lot of, a lot of teams do get away. Some don't, um, they like to have their training facilities near the, the, the cities where they live because the players live here in the off season, but this is a great bonding experience. It gets the player's head in the right spot when you're starting, a, when you're having a new offense and a new defense, the first eight days. Very important. Get away from the distractions, although there will be reporters there. But, you know, get away from the family and all your friends and just stick to football. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have some group activities like bowling and stuff like that. That's always good. Uh, Gives a little more cohesiveness, um, your teammates. Um, So training camp's finally here. We're finally going to see... Actual football pads, helmets, the whole routine. Knock on wood for players' health. Um, I just can't wait. It's This is the exciting time to be a Browns fan. It really is. Start a training camp. Start of the season, a little bit more anxious, a little more anxiety. Uh, hopefully, they'll carry on the tradition they did last year by winning their first game. Only the second time they've done it since 99. Uh, and they had to hold on to do it but I'd like to see a nice decisive win over the Bengals week one. But, you know, that's such an <laughs> – so uh, anxious. Uh, but training camp's here. Luckily, I've, I've got it set up so I can watch the games either either on my laptop. Um, don't ask me how I'm doing it. I'm not going to tell you. There, there are ways out there that you can stream games without having to pay a fortune. So just think European streaming services. Um, Then we move on. uh, First game, Hall of Fame game. I doubt we'll see any starters, which is good. Um, Let's save them for that week three matchup in Philly and the practices beforehand. Um, That's a good measuring stick for this team. So that's it for this week. Episode five. Dog Pound South podcast, um, part of the Fanatical Elves Network. Uh, I asked you to uh, – I'm uh, on Twitter at C-Town Thug. I'm also on threads at c Thug. So – and we have other great shows, uh, Johnny Cleveland Podcast, Any Given Sunday, Brown's Blitz, What the Elf. Um, football philosophy and rocket science click on any of our, our shows and you will be not only entertained, but you will gather a wealth of knowledge about the Browns. Cause that's what we are. We're Browns fans, just like you. So follow the financial elf, uh, the fanatical elves network. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show and we're going to, I'll see you next week. We'll finally have some training camp under our belt so I can, uh, Make some comments about it. So thank you for listening and watching and go Browns.